Hello, it's me, Alex, the Game Master, and I want to welcome you to my table of board games! A place for those of us that pose as gentle civil beings in the normal world can gather around a table and destroy each other with backhanded tactics and no holds barred. This is Alex's board gaming table. Folks, I'm joined today with Luke, my good buddy, and Brandon, my other good buddy. We have been playing lots of board games this year, and we just want to do kind of an annual roundup of the best of the best, and some of the worst of the worst. So, uh, first of all, how you guys doing? Welcome and thank you for being here. I'm doing great. I'm a little gamed out, but I still got a little game in me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think jumping into these reviews is going to help refresh us. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? I'm holding in there. That was a lot of gaming, a lot of Mountain Dew, decent amount of popcorn. I, I feel satisfied. You know, we just played a lot of video games, Alex and I. I'm glad I got to hang out on the West Coast a little bit longer and uh, get some board gaming in there, too. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just talk about some of uh, some of your faves for the year. I mean, I, I want to talk about one that I've been really uh, digging a lot, which is the Black Death. It's a uh, Jerry Silverman game. Ooh, dropping dice here. Uh, in this game, you play as either the Plague or the Villagers. Uh, it's a competitive game, and you're trying to either kill the Villagers if you're the Plague, or you're trying to stay alive if you're the Villagers. Uh, what did you guys think about uh, the Black Death? Well, it's very much like a uh, pandemic. You guys play, have played that, obviously. So it's strategic. It's uh, pretty complicated. I would say it's it's fun, though, right? Yeah. Um, this game was mm, maybe a little too historical, I think. Um, I know they had a lot of recreations in the, the drawings that were kind of gross. And I think maybe they got down to a little a little too the, the nitty gritty like Things like carrying out your mother's infected arm out of a building, like maybe it was a little too real for me and sort of pulled me out of the game. Yeah, there's some there's some pretty disgusting stuff. And like you said, the, the depictions are beautiful. They're these kind of oil uh, or maybe they're watercolor. I can't tell these these beautiful paintings. Uh, the, the characters are depicted, but the, they're horrible looking. These people are not in good condition, you know, infected boils, pus, stuff like that. That being said, the game pieces were a lot of fun. The bloody bandages, the the rotten cheese, the scary rat chips. Um, they were all they were all really well made and nice heavy duty cardboard. Always love to see yeah. that in a game. Well made. Yeah. yeah, it's really well made. I feel like it's a lot of fun for something so dark, and uh, you know, was able to in a weird way, cover up that darkness and allow me to have a good time, but at the same time to kind of respect it. Because, uh, I don't know, losing people, losing members of your family in this game was definitely tough. And I can't at all say it's at all like actually losing someone to the Black Death, but it certainly uh, fucks up your points quite a bit. Yeah, not only do you have to carry the sadness of, you know, letting the villagers die in these horrible ways, but you're also bogged down with tons of mechanics and uh there's a lot going on so yeah yeah that being said and then a cool feature of the game that was kind of like a one-off thing is when you open the box itself it makes that little black dust come out uh scared me a little bit i thought it was black mold but um 
it's just like harmless yeah. cocoa I love, powder. I love that kind of stuff. That like kind of detail. bonus marketing detaily stuff like that. Yeah. I really like that. Or like how the uh the pieces of paper aren't cut in perfect squares in that game. They're kind of tattered around the edges. Like little details like that. Really just nice. Yeah, also in an a very informative game. Um, I didn't know until now that the mosquitoes actually probably carried the plague, not the rats. Yeah, yeah, you can get both. You can go either kind of direction. There was all kinds of ways you could spread it. Yeah, mosquitoes and flies actually didn't really get their the the infamy they deserved. You know, the rats really took the bad rap when it came mm-hmm. to the Black Death. I feel bad for the rats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you guys were to review this, you guys like this one? Is this a yay or a nay? One or two points? Um, for me, it's um, kind of somewhere in the middle, so I'll have to give it a one. The price point was high at $169. Of course, we got the special edition. We don't like to be cheap when we get games, but um, <clears throat> I think for, for what it offers and, and just the amount of work gameplay is to fun ratio, I don't know. I give it a point. Yeah. I loved it for all the reasons that I said before. Uh, I, I really like this game. Two points for me. Yeah, I think I have to agree with Luke. The ratio of cost to fun just isn't quite there. It's like a one-time play that I semi-enjoyed. I, I'm not going to go back to it, so it doesn't need to take up space on my tiny shelf here. Awesome. Great. Well, hey, let's roll dice for each uh, point that you gave it, and uh, we'll add up those points together. So roll either uh, a d6, a d8, a d10, or a d20 for each one that you rolled. Okay, I have a D1. Okay, and so add that, so that's one point from you. Yep. And that's 14 from me. That is a cool dice, that's one of a kind for sure. I've never seen a D1 like that. And Um, then Luke, what did you roll? 14 on my D20, my lucky glow in the dark D20. That's All right, so that's 14, 14, so that's 29 points, cool, great. Nice. Is there any other games that you want to talk about this year, guys? Uh, uh yeah. What else did I end up playing a lot of this year? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe sexual positions. Yeah, that's a very fun game. Party game of sorts, uh, depending on who's in your party and what's going on at that party. But yeah, it's a card game where you kind of have to build a deck of combo of sexual positions and activities basically Uh, it's a two-part it's a two-part game that's the first part yeah basically you're trying to build a a playlist in in, in, uh, to help set the night on fire right and we when brandon came and got into la we kind of sprung this game on him sat down and said this is our first game yeah uh it was great i was ready I, i i don't know i don't know if if I was ready, we kind of weren't expecting this to be such a sexually charged game to kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like you play the game with that like tongue in cheek, ha ha. Oh, we're just guys. We're just gonna, ha, you know, play this, but you kind of, you kind of like start thinking in your mind how it would work. And we tried, tried a couple of things, these things out, you know, fully clothed, but well, the second part of the game is you have to get in some of the positions in like a twister type of board. So, you know, right hand here, left hand. You have to physically try to maintain the stamina in those positions. Not, no actual intercourse or anything, of course. But Well, and that's like the joke part for sure about it, though, is because it's, it's clearly designed for that second part to be you're supposed to do it. But if you're with your family or whatever, then, yeah, they have this really awkward 
no sex you act out the positions thing so for me that was weird that it, it should have probably just been the regular card game and implied that you could do this but the fact that they you know what i'm saying that they were like yeah that was part of the game yeah was Didn't to, have to act be. it out i don't think that should be in there and again clearly you should act it out with your partner but yeah so you, anyway you design a, a sex playlist of different sexual positions and moves and intimacy moments and uh the the you combo points you know if you if you jump in too hard with something uh, a higher difficulty move at the start of your combo if you start the evening out with something aggressive uh it, it messes up your points again towards the end yeah there are prop cards you know you get a chair you can get a bean bag you get a yeah there's some basic tape table you know? yeah in bed bed is huge that doubles any points any moves you do on a bed is doubled um, I'm excited about the expansion packs too. The 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 dildo expansion pack and the slave dungeon expansion pack are supposed to be uh, a lot more exciting and uh, really make this game a lot more interesting too. Yeah, I'd like to just shuffle all the decks together, and make like a real variety pack. Would you guys say that? We had fun playing this, just like three guys, three hetero guys. I'm going to say, yeah, I had a good time. And yeah. I wouldn't even subscribe to the hetero guys. I'd just say gray, gray humans. Sure. I mean, I... I'm just, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to subscribe to the human bit. I'm just going to say gray, gray. Grays. Gray being. Okay. Right. Great. Well, I'd like to keep talking about these games, but uh, let's get to a sponsor. Always hot, always fresh. Cut to the chase with warm, already melted butter. Now available at Ralph's and Dillon's. Heat and pack will keep it warm all the way home. Always hot, always fresh. Melted butter. Uh, we played a game this year called Dice Moves. We spent lots of hours playing April Torres's Dice Moves. Uh, this game was super simple. It's a one-track lane. Each person uh, chooses a character. You get uh, some dice. You roll them. Uh, you move your character for the amount of numbers on the dice that you rolled. Uh, what do you guys think of Dice Moves? Hmm. At least that's what we think the game is supposed to be. We looked up some instructions on the Reddit. We didn't, for some whatever reason, they didn't include the instructions. Mm-hmm. But it really feels like that's pretty much it, right? I think that's I think it. So yeah, you move uh, based on the dice. We played hours just trying to see if there was any other hidden depths or. But but here's my thing about this game. So yeah, at first glance, and actually many many glances later, you're like, this game is stupid. I roll a die, I get a six, I move six points. Brandon rolls a five, he moves five points. But uh, we need this, right? This game needs to exist because uh, it is the backbone of many, many other games. So for me, this mm -hmm. is almost like a piece of DNA. It's a stupid mm -hmm. game. Alex but someone needed just to make it. couldn't win. That was the big thing. Was like <laughs> it's hard too. That's the thing is because it's really hard, and this game is upsetting to me and very difficult. I didn't win a single game, but but again, I feel like it's an important. It's an important. It's like checkers. It's not a stupid game. It's a game of simple skill. Roll the dice make the points you know it's a game of sleight of hand and real dice players know that there's little nuances to throwing the dice yeah this is what i love about this game it is so simple that you end up you know reading between the lines the game becomes what is around the game as you're playing it not necessarily the act of moving the pieces and rolling the dice but the interactions about this and what it is and what 
you make it be. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. Talking trash, um, skewing the dice, handing them over to your opponent in a bad position, handing it fours and twos up, which will screw with their dice throws. There's little stuff you can do to mess with the other player. Mind games, wear sunglasses. Yeah. Every time I told Alex he was ugly, he rolled snake eyes. Mm-hmm. You find out their weakness. Mm-hmm. So it's so, it's not that it's not that simple. And you know what? To be to have a little humility at the same time. I know I'm talking a lot of trash. Hello, construction, my old friend. It's like they found out we were doing the podcast and they came right two inches from the fucking microphone. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Uh, humility. Um, and I played this I played this game against my niece. And she beat me every time too. So, like I said, there's things you can do to win. But all in all, anyone can really play it too. So that's what also makes it a very powerful game. Uh, did you guys like uh, Breaking Bad, the game? I played a lot of that, actually. We got to play a few of the campaigns. So we're all from New Mexico, so Breaking Bad holds us a little special place in our hearts. It's kind of weird, but the game is actually really fun. I don't know if our listeners are familiar with legacy-style games where, you know, it's kind of a one-playthrough type of thing, but there's mechanics where you alter the game and uh, the rules and new things are introduced. But you're supposed to play it with a core group of friends over uh, a course of a couple of weeks. So we got to do a few of these seasons. Uh, each box set is a season. What were some of your favorite memories as we kind of replayed and altered history a little bit? Yeah, this game's great. So like Brandon said, you get to rewrite these episodes of Breaking Bad and ultimately the whole story and the whole plot line. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I think, Brandon, you're playing with some friends in New York. Luke and I have been playing our own game. We're on season three right now of the Breaking Bad game. Uh, we've been playing mostly focusing on a Jesse lifestyle. Uh, I'm playing as Walt, but a lot of our plot is focused around Jesse right now. Yeah, and I, I'm loving it, actually. I'm not doing very good, though. Um... My cooks have been bad. So I've been just cranking out a lot of bad batches. I've been cranking out a lot of bad batches and sort of slowing down the gameplay. I know Alex has been getting a little frustrated with that. So he's been partying more as Jesse. But uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, it's it's a fun experience. I'll tell you in my in my game, it's a little bit different. We've kind of gotten out of the drug game actually already. I'm only on season two but we just started an empanada stand and they're selling great. Nice. And you know what's so cool about about that? Because I remember going through that season is the writing is still really solid. Right. They did bring Vince Gilligan on to write the script for most of this. So it really stays in universe and is quite exciting. Yeah. Who knew Vince Gilligan could write, write tiny little game cards too? I guess he can write anything. He can write on that guy can write on anything. I guess we could all write anything as long as it's based in Albuquerque, right? No, I had a great time playing the Breaking Bad game. I definitely want to see it through and 
take this uh, brand panadas, that's the name of it, brandy and panadas combined into one word, all the way to the top and run, run this empire. Hopefully not die at the end either. So, We should make some brand panadas. Anytime, I'll send you the recipe. Uh, yeah, I love that game too. I definitely also give it two points. Uh, everyone should check out that Breaking Bad game. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, points. Points. Yeah, I give it two points okay. too. Uh, anything else that uh, you guys were digging this year? Board games that stuck out to you? I mean, it's a stupid game, but Mosquito in Your Beard, we had a lot of fun with that for like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes me laugh even just thinking about it. Uh, yeah, it's a physical game with a little thing on your desk where it's similar to ants in your pants. I don't know if you remember that game when you were a kid where you put little plastic ants in like these giant plastic pants and it shakes and you try to get them out of the pants. But this time it's a beard and there's a bunch of mosquitoes in this beard and you slap the beard and try to get the mosquitoes out before they bite underneath your, the beard. It's for kids, but we still had a lot of fun. Um, you're just slapping it like a mannequin face basically with a beard yeah I think it's probably a great drinking game that's true we had fun for about 15 minutes you're right Uh, we got a uh, spin the bottle classic in the mail that they wanted us to review Uh, so you know the three of us didn't play it but I just don't know why they need to like put a battery in the bottle at this point yeah, so it's the the new version of Spin the Bottle is it's called Spin the Bottle Classic, and yeah, it's battery operated and it spins uh, twice as long. I think uh, what does it say for increased tension? Yeah, guaranteed randomness and guaranteed randomness and increased yeah. tension. Yeah, I don't know. Well, too many people were cheating. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. You mean it puts a little bit more in the game? Yeah. That's true. Like you said, sleight of hand, spinning that bottle the right amount. Now uh, you can't really just spin it to get Sally Jenkins. Yeah, or Ashley Smith. Ooh. Right. Truly randomized. Mm-hmm. Also, the psych out feature where it'll slow down and act like it's going to stop and then spin around. So That was fun. I wish you guys played. We should play. We could have played, we could have played a version where if it lands on each other, you just kiss the dog, you know? That way it's kind of just as gross as kissing each other, but it doesn't have the it doesn't have the impact. I don't know, just an idea. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm down. Before I go, that'll be our goodbyes. Um what else did we play? We played This year I played a lot of I Remember You. That's a pretty fun party game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's kind of just like an idea. Like I don't even know why you need to buy like the piece of paper and pencil that they have is branded. But yeah, you basically look at your friends for sixty seconds, then you go into the other room and you try to draw a picture of them from memory. It's great. Well, yeah, I guess the but the the board game itself is not just the picture. Cause the board game also came with a questionnaire of six questions. Uh, you know, it was like, what color is their shirt? You know, how tall are they? Uh, I forgot there was four other questions, but yeah, so I think that's what you're buying, I guess, is the question sheet. Oh, I didn't read the rules. I just drew a picture of my friend from memory. No, that's, that's a fun that's game, 90, though. You should try 99% that. That's 99% of the game. So yeah, you don't need to buy this game even. No one needs to buy this game. Just uh, play it. Play it, I remember you. Holy crap. 
Ah, Perry, the aroma of the morning pastry wafts through your window as you gently awake to the stunning view of the Eiffel Tower and you realize life is parfait. This can be your life without ever boarding a plane in Little Paris. Just north of picturesque Laconia, New Hampshire, Little Paris is America's most authentic Paris recreation. The 120-acre park features a jaw-dropping recreation of the Eiffel Tower that you can actually climb. Restaurants in Little Paris are fully staffed with real French-trained chefs and are within minutes of our stunning Eiffel Tower. Visit Le Louvre Mignon or the cute Louvre, and be inspired by the artwork from the greatest under 18 masters, and it's only minutes from our Eiffel Tower. Every bed and breakfast features full accommodations and a free shuttle every hour to the little Eiffel Tower. There you can have your caricature painted by a real French train artiste. And of course, we always leave our guests shot in Bravo every Sunday night with our Eiffel Tower light and laser show. Featuring real area artists from Cirque du Soleil and the Blue Man Group, à Paris, the city of lights. Book your reservation today and fall in love again at Laconia's own Little Paris. Luke, I know you've been wanting to talk about uh, Reps, the game. You know, we've been playing this one quite a bit. We've been wanting to talk about it. So, uh, I don't know. You want to kick it off? Yeah. I mean, another great addition to the Rep series. We've been waiting forever for a real-life board game. A real-life experience that gives us the opportunity to live Reps. And this is it. Yeah, this game is uh, badass. Uh, the the simple version of it is you are trying to kind of make your way through a dystopian gym. It's got all kinds of, you know, tweaked out um, mutants and ghouls and just all kinds of dangers in that gym. And uh, you got to be strong to survive. And the game comes with a, a whole weight system that you need to use to actually move your piece around the board. Now, the game, it's quite the physical investment of yeah. time you need to put into this game to progress. I think that's good. But wow, like kind of shocking the amount of work. I, I'm not in shape by any means. So this was a tough game for me. It'll get you in shape for sure. And the, the cool thing about this game is it comes with a big set of weights, but you you fill them with water. You can fill them with whatever you want. That, that way they saved a little money because buying full iron plates, full gym equipment is really expensive so this way you can get the reps the game for actually under 100 bucks i think it's 99.99 and you just fill you just fill up the weights with whatever you want so brandon you don't necessarily have to fill it up with water you could use like a light sand or something yeah oh some of these some of these challenges were tough man you gotta do lots of burpees lots of push-ups sit-ups crunches just to even do kind of the basic first level you know, and this is this is a this is a game where you go through multiple levels. You upgrade your character. It's almost like a questing kind of game where you have a party of of, of reps, weightlifters, and you uh, build each other up. And you know, each one of you has different features that can help the other ones get through the gym. I was a little off put by they had some reps power caps in there, and I I know they brand this game for twelve and up, so I don't know if they should be giving these reps power caps to kids i know that i took a few of them and they t they seemed like they were expired i kind of went blind for a little bit yeah i was like hyped up for a second and then i was really drowsy for a second i think the supplements i got shipped out with it were kind of weird 
they were like the game supplements. So I'm, I'm, I'm hazy on whether or not we were actually supposed to take those or if they were playing pieces. Yeah. Either way, a fun game, an exhausting game, and one that you know I like. Brandon said I'm not strong enough to beat, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting there. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought uh, the companion piece was cool uh where you can actually get like a pet to go along with you on this voyage of self-discovery and muscle building mm-hmm. yeah 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 i mean that kind of those kind of things seemed a little slapped together for me i wish they had followed more of the reps three storyline or even the reps for the space storyline that would have made a lot more sense because this was sort of a mishmash of ghouls mutants and um a familiar or like having a pet with you yeah, I have a feeling that this was more, unfortunately, like a lot of movie games are, I have a feeling that this was already almost a pre-existing game about escaping like a dungeon with ghouls and stuff, and that they just kind of, unfortunately, kind of threw reps over it. I feel like this game doesn't have any gameplay mechanics that are new and exciting aside from the reps, uh, you know, the rep, physical the muscle, which building. is physical, you know, which is new and interesting. But the actual board gaming of this game is not revolutionary, I don't feel. No, they did include... They did include the the pumpometer, which is just like basically just like a, a tube that you wrap around your arm to to um, gauge how good your pump is getting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how you determine how far you move. Yeah, made my veins look good. Yeah. Uh, I really liked uh, another game this year that I really dug was a Universe Collider. Did you guys enjoy that? Um, it's a Monica Johnson game. This honestly might be my favorite game I played this year. The more I think about it, this I've invested cool. so much time in building the perfect universe deck. Uh, so it's a deck building game. I guess the thing about this uh, game is there are like two thousand cards per deck, so you're building an entire universe. So uh, it's it's fun. It's deep. It's good for your brain. It makes you think so hard. Yeah. About the combinations. It's good for your hands shuffling it shuffling 2000 cards i mean it's at a certain point you're just like come on i mean it's shuffled there's crazy there's everything in this game you know you can get a bucket you can get a mercenary you can get a pirate ship a comet carbon you know there is really so many cards i mean brandon said there's 2000 cards in your deck that you're building that's what you that's your final product that's after you've drafted so there's what 20,000 cards in this game something like something that like that everything it's, you can think of uh, yeah there's pretty much everything in this game and again like brand said you're trying to build a, a universe from all these little small pieces a 2,000 card universe basically and then uh, put them up against the na- each other yeah the name of the game is universe collider so as you know you're going to be colliding those universes the cool mechanic at this point is you're physically kind of sliding the card against some of the other cards and you end up kind of getting parts of the other universe and you can incorporate that into your universe so there's some cross-pollination and some card swapping which was pretty cool what i will say mechanic wise though is drafting 2000 cards no joke takes almost two hours so to even get ready to kind of play this game it takes two hours to set up and then when you actually collide your universes that probably takes about two hours, maybe an hour and a half if you're fast. It's an all day thing. Know, if you both know what you're doing. So this is a this game minimum is going to take you, even if you're fast, three and a half hours with a buddy or two. Uh, not to say that's bad. I'm just letting you know what you're getting into. And and your first game will definitely take what ours took seven, eight hours. Yeah, 
huge chunk of no time, joke, but no well joke. worth Lots it. Lots of breaks. Well. It's a whole day, but it's good. I got some expensive cards in in my starter deck. I got a binary black hole, which I mean wow. that's a terrible card to pull, obviously because it ends the game early. But I think it's worth four dollars on eBay, so I'm pretty stoked on that. Hold on to that. Do we want to rate Universe uh, Collider? Oh, sure, man. Yeah, if someone was looking to buy that game, I'd say uh, two points. But like I said, be a gamer and know what you're getting into. Yeah, this is for people that are bored with Magic the Gathering. Uh, but if you're that hardcore, definitely two points for Universe Collider. Yeah, super hardcore. This was, as I said, one of my favorite games this year, so I'm glad to finally share it with everybody. So that's two points for me, hard, hardcore. Two hardcore points. That's six points. Let's. Uh, I like that idea where we uh, threw the dice and uh, yeah, right, wrote down some scores for, for whatever reason. Let's roll two yeah. dice each. Seven. Eight. I rolled an eight and a two. All right. Someone add those together. Thirty-seven. Yeah. All right. And it's twenty-five. Fifty-four, and that gives us seventy-eight. That's pretty good. Any other games you want to talk about, or are you cool? Oh, there's got to be some more. What about Andrew Dice Clay's, uh, it's Dice, now shut up. This was a game, it's a dice game, similar to Yahtzee, but with like curse words and nursery rhymes. The gimmick is you have a DVD, and it interrupts you occasionally with Andrew Dice Clay doing some vulgar things. Uh, so, it, it was a fun party game, but I don't know if I'll ever play that again. I won't play this game again. Oh! Uh, I like dice. The dice, not the clay. But the DVD was fun and I actually want to play a little clip. Hickory dickory duck. A dice rolled off my cock. Roll the dice. Oh! Uh, I want to mention uh, Snoop Dogg's uh, Warriors and Empires. Uh, wow, this was a sleeper hit. So yeah. here you go. Snoop Dogg makes a board game, and I expect it to be, you know, uh, drugs and guns and weed, weed and stuff. South side, south side stuff, but uh, nothing, none of that. It's um, it's about building troops, gaining resources, dominating the globe. It's it's a versatile and complex strategy game. Yeah, this was like a very thought out risk type game where you command and conquer armies. You work on um, inter in, inter army politics. Inter army politics, like, yeah, exactly. You have to keep it's like morale, kind of. Uh, which I was watching an interview. This is so stupid, kind of. But I was watching an interview with him about this, and he's a huge board gamer. He loves game design. Uh, he said that this is no joke. He this inter party politics morale thing, this dynamic came from him touring and him being in in like crews, rap crews and like going around. And like he said that that idea of morale and keeping your army, your team, your soldiers, whatever it is, keeping them positive and alive is what gets you benefits. And you can't argue with his results. You know, the guy's doing really well and he, he attributes it to that about keeping his people happy around him. Yeah. I mean, the so main th lesson here is you just keep a s supply of cannabis for your troops. Right. Keeps keeps the morale pretty high. Cannabis, hardtack, um, clean water, water purification systems, those are all playable components of this game that you build up to. Um, hiring regents, 
installing education, consulates. Educating, yeah, education. It's crazy how important educating children. This was the crazy thing to me. How much educating the children of your soldiers benefits the soldiers' ability to fight later because it increases their care. If you raise the wealth of your community, the soldiers care and want to fight harder. And so if you educate the children, I don't know. There's just so many intricate small dynamics like that that seemed like unnecessary rules. But then when I actually thought them through, I was like, damn, this game makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the replay value on Snoop Dogg's Warriors and Empires is insane. I mean, the war tactics you can choose. You can choose Lasso war tactics, Greek, Roman, classic tactics, modern um, United There's States. There's ways warfare. to avoid war completely. You can go a passive route, um, like as an individual, or as like uh, as everyone playing can choose to play that way too. There's there's so many ways to play this one. I truly think this game could be in classrooms. Like it's it's brilliant. They could make a classroom version of this for sure. Yeah, it should be. You know, it, and it really teaches economics too. It's a great simulation of economics and emotional intelligence, which I think our youth needs, our communities need right now. Hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of good games this year. I give Snoop Dogg's Warriors and Empires three points. Oh, But I'm only going to roll one dice. uh, I'm going to give it three points, too, and I'm going to roll two dice. I got this 86-side dice, so I'm going to roll that. Uh, right, four. I got, I got two. Nice. My dog. Tom Cruise. Our company digitally inserts your dog into five different Tom Cruise films. Your dog will be scanned, uploaded, and become the star of such films as Cocktail, Risky Business, Mission Impossible, Eyes Wide Shut, and of course, Top Gun. We'll even scan your dog's voice and create a Tom Cruise hybrid voice for your entertainment. It's the closest thing to seeing your dog become a star because they will. Check out my dog, Tom Cruise. And find out about some of our other intrusive canine products by visiting our website at mydog.com. Uh, there's there's a lot of other games I want to talk about, but I don't think we got time. I want to talk about Fat Ass and Body Mod and uh, Life Raft. By the way, who won Quasal? Uh, we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> Quasal is a fun game, yeah. <laughs> Check let's out let, Quasal. Let's talk about Quasal because the rules are just uh, not numbered sheets of paper and they get kind of randomized and mixed up. So it turns out the game is really just figuring out who went who won we still don't know that was a joke yeah i think the game takes what five minutes and figuring out who won that game uh is still going on it can take forever it might not ever yeah yeah it says in there in the rules you may never know who won (laughs) uh so yeah check out quasal if you want that kind of uh anxiety yeah what a fun time sitting at the table here with you alex i'm glad you invited yeah, us nice over to do this yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'd like to do this again sometime when uh we, we make a little stockpile of some games that we've all played and we want to talk about yeah i had a great time guys i hope it wasn't too poor of a sport i know i get real emotional sometimes and, and say some stuff that that i don't really mean you know no it's important it's important it's important to be invested I just wish I you should I, you should apologize. Yeah. yeah, I just wish I didn't hit you guys as much as I do. You know, that's kind of a tactic that I need to phase out. Yeah. 
you got real physical. And I, I personally play games to have fun. I don't play games to win. I don't play games to beat up, get beat up either. So, well, like I said, I'm sorry, guys. Thank you for apologizing. You are forgiven. Uh, well, I mean, uh, that's probably it for the day. We gotta thank a couple people, right? And this is exciting. Right. I said a fucking couple of people. Yes. So first of all, we want to thank Rab, right? Thank you, Rab. Thank you, Rab, for being a Patreon donor. You are now no longer alone in your credit roll call. So. Because you're gonna be joined by guys. You want to help me mumble this one? Uh, you're gonna be joined by Rizfras. So thank you so thank much you. for that donation as well. Very sweet. That is a $1 mumble shout out to our new Patreon donor. Thank you kindly. We really appreciate it. You've joined the high ranks uh, um, among uh, Rab himself. So, And you, you know what? It's our donor's first time. So I'm going to drop it again. Just another mumble shout out to our new donor. Ryan. Thank you so much for, uh, for helping us out there. Uh, next week we're going to be uh, delivering something nice and special another wonderful special episode of 1-2 Review for you all so please check that out visit us at patreon.com uh, backslash 1-2 Review and become a Patreon donor or visit our website at 1-2-Review.com check us out on Spotify and iTunes leave us a review if you're kind enough we love you so much thank you for listening love you bye bye